Welcome to the Globetrotter Lounge podcast, conversations with women who have found creative ways to travel more. This is episode 61, and I'm your host, Jet Set Lizette. Today I'm talking to returning guest Michaela Malazzi, Emmy Award-winning host and executive producer of Bare Feet, a travel series highlighting the diversity of dance, which airs on PBS and Amazon Prime Video. Michaela shares what inspired her to devote an entire season of her show to DNA Travel, about a few of her favorite episodes from that season, and what it was like to travel to the places her ancestors are from. She also talks about her upcoming new season and her travel plans for 2022, including one trip that I plan to join. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to Michaela again, especially since we share some common ancestral threads. And just a reminder that all resources mentioned during the episode can be found in the show notes at jetsetlizette.com forward slash episode 61. And I want to mention that this episode is sponsored by Waypoint Goods, a company that designs accessories that support and inspire women travelers. Their travel scarf is a perfect and easy gift for the holidays, especially since it's also great around town, allowing you to ditch your purse and go hands-free. They are offering gift bundles so you can pair a scarf with a destination-inspired scented candle or a laser-cut city map. So be sure to visit waypointgoods.com and enter Jet Set at checkout for 15% off. And with that, let's go ahead and dive into the interview. Welcome, Michaela, to the Globetrotter Lounge podcast again. I'm so excited to have you back. Thanks for having me back, Lisette. It's so great to be reconnected, especially after two years of seeing each other in person. It's been a while. I know. Yeah. Yes. Last time I saw you was at the launch of season three, mm-hmm. and now you just wrapped filming for season five. So anyway, it's been a while, but <laughs> it's been a while. And a lot's happened in the world a since A lot then. has happened. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I'm super excited to have you on. You know, you've been on before and I'll put links to that previous episode in my show notes. I believe it was episode 29. Hmm. But yeah, I really want to focus in and talk about DNA travel today with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, I still want to ask you my general question just to orient people in case they haven't heard you yet. I just want to ask you, first of all, what sparked your love of travel? And then we'll get into also the specifics of like dance and travel. But first... What sparked your love of travel? I think it was that, you know, dance has always been a part of my life. And for listeners who don't know who I am, I have a TV show on PBS called Bare Feet, where I travel and dance around the world. I truly believe I have the best job in the world. And that's how you and I connected. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, I've danced when I eat food that I love. Even at home, I'm dancing in my seat, you know, and like what you see on the TV show is really how I react in life to dancing. And so I was thinking back when I first traveled internationally by myself and it was actually before I studied abroad. In my head, I kept telling myself it was study abroad, study abroad. I actually went to Scotland for a wedding back in 2001. I was, how old was I? 19? No, 18. I think I was still 18. And I went to Scotland for a friend of mine's father's wedding and traveled by myself, was so nervous. But this magical moment happened where they had a lot of Americans coming for the wedding and they had a Kaylee lesson, like Irish, or excuse me, Scottish reels lesson. And 
I'm thinking back now, I'm like, that was the spark for bare feet where everywhere I went from that moment on was I'm going to dance with people to connect with people, especially in places where I couldn't speak the local language. And that's been what travel has been for me forever. So I, I really can't take the two away from each other. And I know a lot of people say to me, oh, you have such a great niche and you have, and it's like, well, it kind of organically came out of how I traveled for fun. And I don't like sitting at a beach doing nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I need to do something. And so taking dance classes and dancing with people is like a dream come true. And I get to do it now for my job. It's wonderful. I know. So amazing. I mean, I, you know, spelled out kind of what you've done in the intro, but also in our previous episode. But I just have to say again, you know, I heard you speak at Women's Travel Fest first and then Women in Travel Summit. I've heard you speak a few times, um, but I remember literally crying in the audience because I was just like, okay, I've danced my whole life and I've traveled and love travel and I'm all about that. And I mean, I was just like so moved and excited by how you had created the show and that you went for it and followed your bliss, you know, and, and persisted. Wow, story of true perseverance. But also I was a little bit like, how have I not been dancing at every place that I've been? Like, I need to rethink this. Yeah. How I've kept these sort of separate, although that's not entirely true. I did dance samba uh, when I went to Brazil. Yeah. The first time I took some classes. Well, at one point I was being filmed. Somebody thought I was from there because I was doing samba in the at the that's big it, rehearsal that, in for Rio. For someone to think that you're a Brazilian doing samba, yeah, that's a, that was crazy. That's a I huge kinda, compliment. I blew their mind too because they were filming me. I went up, I could hear they were Americans. I was like, hey, where are you guys from? I'm from Seattle. And they were like, what? Like Record scratch. (laughs) That's so great. So anyway, but I really was impressed and inspired and all of the things. And I think I remember feeling like I wanted to run away with the circus or run away with your show, run away with bare feet. And you were like, yeah, "Yeah, no, I got all the people on board I need, Lizette, but... (laughs) We're like, a small crew. We're, our budgets are small. I get I, re- I get requests all the time, like, can I carry your suitcases? I'm like, yeah. sure, but I can't pay you. I know. But we're going to talk about a fun opportunity I get yeah. to uh, do with you later. Um, but yeah, so anyway, when I met you, you were, you know, getting ready to launch season three. And what was interesting was I think you and I at a, you know, at the Women in Travel Summit or somewhere, you actually spoke on DNA travel being a top travel trend in 2019. And I had already done my ancestry DNA, uh, you know, done the thing back in 2016, Mm -hmm. knowing that I would eventually want to go to some of these places and being adopted, I knew and a lot of it was actually what I did know it matched up my what my ethnicities were. But I knew that even, you know, being part black, I knew that even if I found my people, I wouldn't be able to know where in Africa. So that's why I did that. So I had mm. the double whammy of being black and adopted. So I needed to know some things. And so, you know, I was like, I didn't know it was a travel trend. I was just like, I, this is what I would do. So when your season came out, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow. And um, now I'm gearing up to do DNA travel myself. So I wanted to have you back to talk about that season, to talk about DNA travel. And, you know, first of all, I don't really know that many people who've actually done it. There's a lot of talk about it, but you're one of the first people I know is like, this is what I did. And I did a whole season of a show about it. So can you talk about what led you to decide to do that and sort of what that looked like when you were conceiving it? Yeah. So kind of like you, I did it before because in 2019, that's when Lonely Planet announced like its top travel trends for the year. And number one was DNA travel. And in 2017, I had gotten my DNA tested 
because, so this is the the short end of the story. I was ready to start coming up with the treatment for season three, where the destinations were going to go. And I decided we were going to go across the United States, uh, bare feet, you know, Nashville, New Orleans, Hawaii, U.S. Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, Alaska, the Blackfeet Nation in Montana, like a whole slew of beautiful places to visit. Oh, this was in 2016, end of 2016. And then Trump got elected. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I don't really want to go across this country right now. I don't feel that sentiment. And what I did feel was there's this huge at the time and there still is. But at the time, there was this huge anti-immigrant sentiment across the United States, including in immigrant communities and including in the Italian-American community, which is how I identify. My Both my parents are immigrants. Most of my family are immigrants. And I had a lot of extended family that were anti, quote unquote, anti-illegal immigrant. And I, I was thinking to myself, like, I want to show I'm not just Italian because I want to show other people you're not just one thing or, you know, to show some empathy towards people that maybe you had some sort of experience, maybe of people that are trying to come to this country for a better life. Right. And so both my parents, I can trace their ancestry to this one little town for generations. Both my parents have the same last name. They're not related. They may be related, maybe like seven generations back. But in all intents and purposes, I am, quote unquote, 100 percent Italian. Right. So at the time, I was like, well, the only other way I can figure out what I am is let me get a DNA test. And so I got tested. I took all the tests. So I'm like in the system that they're going to find me. Yeah, yeah, they're (laughs) going to find me. But I did 23andMe, Ancestry.com. I did MyHeritage, which you can upload your raw data to to get other results. And then I at the time there was a Nat Geo one. Now it's defunct, but it was one of the first DNA. It was called the Geno Project 2.0 or something. I even forget the name of it, but I did all four basically. And what came up was at first, because it was still a fairly new idea for people to get their DNA tested, was a very diverse yet predictable Mediterranean swath. You know, I come from Southern, my parents come from Southern Italy. So I thought, okay, this is, this could get really interesting or this could be really boring. Um, Luckily it was very interesting. So it showed, you know, in our episodes, we did 12 episodes featuring regions and areas that were on the map. Doesn't necessarily mean I had very high percentages, but as long as they showed up, that's part of my DNA. So we went everywhere from Ireland a lot of Spain. I think my mother had, because then my parents got curious when they saw my results and they got tested. And my mom has about 10% Spanish. I think she's part um, Roma. She has darker skin. And I can see that in, in her side of the family. My father has a lot of Armenian and like sort of the Georgian side. So anyway, 12 episodes included Ireland, Spain, Morocco, Uzbekistan, Uh, the Basque region of France, Italy, obviously. And then in those regions, I decided, oh, Cyprus, I decided places. Romania, Romania, exactly. I decided all these places that fit in the map, but were also places that had very interesting musical cultures, musical cultures that I wanted to try. I've always wanted to do flamenco in Spain, so I jumped on that one. You know, all of these opportunities. We had done a little Greece episode in New York. So instead of going to Greece, even though Little Greece in Astoria, Queens is very different from, let's say, Mykonos, 
But at the same time, the dancing and music would have been similar. So we decided to go to Cyprus, which was a big chunk of a pretty high percentage. And what happened was as we're filming, when we're getting ready to launch the season, that's all of a sudden in 2019, that's when Lonely Planet was like, guess what? DNA travels a thing. And we were like, we hit the jackpot. And so we got a ton of press. We just happened to be in the right place at the right time. But it was a beautiful journey of like self-discovery, people that I would meet. I looked like them. They looked like my family. Like in Morocco, everyone looked like my father's side of the family. When we were in Uzbekistan, I met a woman in Bukhara who looked like my mom's side of the family. It was beautiful. It just felt I wasn't looking for living relatives. It was really more about feeling a closer connection to places that I knew somewhere someone in my past had danced there or set foot there or was influenced by that culture somehow. And either way, it was just a beautiful journey of showing this is just a snippet of the diversity of one's own self, right? And I wanted really that to come through because even within my own family of people being like, we're 100% this and we're not that. And it's like, actually, we are that plus more. You know, two of my favorite episodes are Morocco and Uzbekistan, and those are Muslim countries you know, one's in North Africa, one's in uh, Central Asia. That's as far east as we go is, is Uzbekistan. And so it's really, you know, when my family, parts of my family that were very apprehensive about it, it's like, that's part of your DNA too. It's not just mine. We are shared family. This is part of your heritage as well. So I was hoping that that would kind of bring, you know, not like, you know, beating a dead horse, but really of just showing the beautiful diversity, but also like how alike we all are. You know, that's what I'm sure as you do this, as we travel more, you realize like we're all pretty much the same. It doesn't really matter what religion or what race or what language we speak. We all need basic things like food, shelter, clothing, companionship, love, and a little bit of dance and music to like get through life. So that was really the impetus of it. And then it was just this beautiful self-realization and self-discovery of things that felt so beautiful in my body as I'm dancing. Again, I, I travel the world through dance. So each of these rhythms just felt really wonderful. And like when I was in Romania, I've always loved Balkan dances and Eastern European rhythms. And then I was like, well, yeah, because it's in my blood, technically, like mm-hmm. I've always loved this, you know. So it was just it was really fun. It was a beautiful experience. And it was a life-changing experience. You know, it really was this sort of like, wow, somewhere in my past, someone came from here. I love all of that. (laughs) And I loved the season. And I, you know, as someone who is really committing to doing the same kind of exploration for myself, both because I'm adopted and now I do know I did end up because of being an ancestry, finding my biological black family that I never thought I would knew. They're all here in Seattle. Um, So I know even more than I had already, you know, talked to you, told people I want to do DNA travel. Now I know more. I can do specific travel in the United States to where Mm -hmm. my people were from in Arkansas and and South Carolina and, and then, you know, to African countries. But yeah, I loved watching you because this is what I'm imagining for myself. And I don't want to have a lot of, you know, heavy expectations on it. But just seeing you dance too and like, again, really brought home to me like, ooh, I want to do that as well. I want to point out some episodes. You talked about your favorite episodes. So you and I actually share some similarities. I have a grandfather who comes from a small town in Sicily. 
aunt, my biological grandfather, and it's a small town above Palermo. It's actually, the name of the town is like Place of the Albanians. And it was me who told one of my biological brothers, I was like, actually, um, you know, I looked it up and it really is an Al- Albanian enclave, you know, and they still speak Albanian as like their official government language there. Mm-hmm. And so, and sure enough, my DNA as, it, you know, they continue to refine, right? You know, Ancestry and, and Updates, 23andMe, yeah. they update because they have more people in there. And I'm definitely strongly, I think I have like 16% Albanian, but wow. I do have, you know, Southern Italy is of course the other big chunk of that quarter of my ancestry. And so it was fun to watch you and to see you in those regions. I'm like, I'm in that same region on the map too. And I will be spending time in Southern Italy and also just love the pizzica rhythms. And I remember participating with you dancing. You had the group there in New York for your launch. And that was just, the music's incredible. I hadn't known about it. It's the pizzica. It was, I'm so glad that they were able to make it and you were able to be there. And we had, you know, fans and press and it was a beautiful party and we had some members of Cansoniere Grecanico Salentino, who by the way recently played for Madonna's birthday party what? in Salento. Yeah. Like oh I was my. just looking at their Instagram and Madonna is dancing Pizziga with Mauro and Silvia who wow. were at the party. Yeah. It was just I mean it's it, they've definitely blown up, but it's this ancient rhythm that you have to move when you hear it. And it's just really cool how there's this resurgence of it throughout Italy, but also in world music. Yeah, so that, you know, your Puglia episode, and I mean, just, it just so, such a great exploration that you did. And then also, of course, Georgia, I just, that music is so, yeah, so mind-blowing. I've heard some of that music in the way past, like I hadn't for a while, and I was like, I kind of revisited some of these episodes because I watched it more when it came out, but I, I revisited it recently and I was just, it's just haunting and beautiful. And the way that they dance and I have to call out the men in particular, like those leaps, they leap in. And I mean, I don't know. I was just like, ah, this is incredible. It's like trying to pick your favorite child when we, talk, I when, I, when I'm talking about my episodes, I'm just like, oh yeah, then there's that. Oh, and then there's that one. And then there's that one. Georgia is a phenomenal place to visit. And anyone who asks when they're like, where should I travel as soon as I can travel again? I'm like, Georgia. Georgia, I just sent an itinerary to a friend of all the places that we featured in the show. And he just got back with his fiance a couple months ago and was like, this is the most beautiful place in the world. The people are so nice. The food's incredible. It's like a hip happening place. It's just a gorgeous place. And you're right. The music is this haunting. It's the polyphonic singing But the dancing is and I think, again, I've been like scrolling on Instagram recently. There's this viral video of I think it's a wedding in Georgia because it's written in Russian and it used to be part of the Soviet Union. But they're doing all that fast footwork. And I'm like, that's that definitely has to be Georgian. And the wines, everything. There's just like this magical time capsule. Yet at the same time, people are so progressive and open and they're known for their hospitality, like historically. That's what Georgians are known for. And also like fight warriors, which is ironic, but it's just a beautiful, beautiful culture, beautiful music, amazing dancing. We almost didn't get that opening scene with Sukashvili Georgian National Ballet. There was a lost in translation, basically. And I've shared the story before, but we almost didn't get it. And then they literally gave me five minutes to dance with them. And you see all of those minutes in that wow. segment. <laughs> it yeah. was Talk about time crunch, but it was it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really eye-opening show. And I don't have any ancestry from there, but that was just really interesting and fascinating. I do have, I'm a third Irish Mm. because 
my grandmother was 100% Irish, but born in Scotland. Uh, I have located through genealogy where her ancestors, you know, where my ancestors are from. Where in Ireland? County Armagh, mostly, and okay. uh, Dublin. So Northern Ireland and then Dublin primarily, and then uh, Donegal area. But yeah, so Beautiful. I had actually a trip scheduled to go with my two biological brothers on my mom's side, my white brother's. You know, we were going to go March of 2020. So you know what happened to that yeah, trip? Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, but it will happen. And mm-hmm. I have some other things planned, which we, you and I will talk about. But yeah, so that, of course, I soaked up. I went back recently. That's what got me back in, like knowing I was going to talk to you. But also I was like, I really need to watch those two episodes again. And I've been to Ireland once, but only for a few days in Dublin. Love that episode. Oh, my gosh. Loved it. Um, had my husband in here watching it with me. Like we were just like, yes, like, so great. So that was definitely a favorite. Ireland is one of my favorite places in the world. I've been seven times. I love that country because music and dance are such an integral part of the culture, but also the people are so incredibly warm and welcoming and funny and great storytellers. And the food is phenomenal. No one ever talks about the food. And it's just this magical place. And I've made all these friends over the years. And I I want to live there. I want to like move there for part of the year. I just I've fallen in love with Ireland. I love it so much. Wow. Yeah. I like I said, I've only been there briefly, so I can't wait to go back. And yeah. those episodes were amazing. I also want to mention, of course, I really also love the Sevilla. Well, yeah, the flamenco episodes, because I've studied flamenco dance for over 10 years, which, yeah. you know, is kind of sometimes people are like, wait, why do you do that? <laughs> it's like, why not? Why, why not? Fun, I did samba forever and now I love flamenco. I just love anything with like major rhythms, which I mm-hmm. think is, you know, but I have to tell you. You really do. I mean, I'm used to seeing you pick up stuff. That's your thing is you're such a great mimic or like you can just pick up movements really fast. It's very common in the show for people to say to you, dang, you got that quick, you know, as they're teaching it to you. But you blew my mind with the flamenco because I was like, okay, this is hard. I've seen very seasoned dancers try to start flamenco and it's very hard to pick up right away you can it's just it takes a while and you even said you were like it's taking a while it's kind of trying to sink in but you did such a great job and thank you i don't even know how you danced in front of like what's her name christina um christina hoyos who is a legend like legendary legend i just watched the film how did you like not freak out (laughs) yeah yeah the good thing was I do pick up quickly. I know a lot of we've so filming this new season. We've been filming in New York for the past four months and we just wrapped. Mm -hmm. I've run into so many fans, which has been wonderful because filming internationally, we rarely run into fans, maybe at the airport. But in New York, we were just running into fans left and right. It was so beautiful to to have them say hello and how much the show means to them. But also the first thing they ask is like, how do you pick up those dances so quickly? You must rehearse. And I was like, no, that's the best part is like me fumbling around. That's like my superpower. And I say to them, I'm like, that's why I have this show. Like if I couldn't do that, I wouldn't have made a a TV show about it. It would have been a disaster. Or it would have been a different show of like, watch this girl fall on her face, you know, every once in a while. But Cristina Hoyos, when I see the teacher or the professional or whoever's teaching me or watching me like lighting up and smiling, then I'm like, I'm getting it. And then it kind of like, I forget everything else and I'm just in the zone. And then once they leave, I can't, 
I couldn't I couldn't show you <laughs> flamenco steps right now. You know, I've only, I was only with them for half an hour yeah. in my life. So it's like that was the first time I had ever that whole episode. First time I had done flamenco. I'm not going to retain that information. But what I am going to retain is the experience, the feeling of those rhythms. Obviously, I love music. So I might not remember all the steps. I bought the shoes. I have the skirt. It's mm-hmm. this beautiful. And I want to go back, you know. But Cristina Hoyos is a legend. 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 She legend. danced in like the Olympics when they were in Spain and Barcelona, like on the main stage in front of millions of people. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, that was incredible. And, you know, um, yeah, Sevilla, I've been there. Love that place. I was only there briefly, but I also I had actually gone to Spain to study dance. But unfortunately, right when I was on my well, right before I went there, I had a a shoulder injury that flared up and I couldn't actually dance while I was there. So but my husband had come with me. So we traveled around and went to like, you know, Granada and like all these cool things. We did really fun stuff, but I couldn't actually dance. Saw a lot of amazing flamenco. But um yeah, Sevilla. I one of my dreams is to go there and and dance. And I think in this next couple of years, when I'm really focusing on travel, I'm going to make it a point to spend some of my time. Even though my DNA, I do not have Spain in my DNA, but I will be spending a chunk of time, hopefully Good. in Sevilla, doing what you were doing. So that was so inspiring. I would recommend going to the Fundación de Cristina Herin because that's all international students. Great. It's a beautiful school. Um, that was with Milagros Menjibar. That was the the first segment yes. we did doing flamenco. And it's a phenomenal school and it's really fun. All the students are there for music and dancing and they're from everywhere. They're from Amazing. everywhere. It's really Amazing. cool. Yeah. And of course, I'm going to be doing something special with you where I get to dance. And so I've signed up for your tour and I'd love to have yes! you talk about the tour. You have a couple of them coming up yeah. to Ireland next year. So in 2022. So please share about that. Yeah. So I always think like this is not about me having I I can't be the only one having a good time dancing and traveling the world. And so that was actually the the original idea for Bare Feet was to start a tour company where I would offer dance tours for people like me who wanted who have so much fun dancing. If you're the person who is like the first to get on the dance floor at a wedding these are the type of people. It's not professional dancers. You could be a dancer, but it's really catered to people who just love dance and music. So uh, we've partnered with AAA Travel and um, we are offering two tours, one in May and one in October to Ireland, which is, again, one of my favorite places. And all of our tours are based on episodes. So um, what you see in the Ireland episodes, we're going to be doing all those plus more, all those activities. It's small group tours. We were going to actually launch this May 2020. Again, we know what happened. But right. since COVID, all of a sudden, you know, people want that small group experience. And we've always been about that because if you have more than 15 people in a group, you cannot bring them into a space that's small enough to have an intimate experience. And that's what we want is we want you're going to meet Anne-Marie Nelligan, who's going to teach us Shanos, who you see in our episode. We're going to meet with Super Kaylee. We're going to be dancing with a former principal dancer from Riverdance who's going to give us, you know, Irish step dancing lessons, beginner, you know, or if you're more advanced, he'll give you more advanced steps. But this is really about trying the movements and the steps and just jumping in. And if you want to, you know, step out for that, that's cool, too. There's that's what I love about Ireland is like there's trad sessions every single night. So if you're exhausted, you can sit and just watch and enjoy. Or if you're just like, I'm here for everything, you're going to do it. We're also doing... um, a cycling tour through Killarney National Park. 
Um, we're doing a beautiful food, walking food tour in Dingle, Ireland. And Dingle's one of my favorite places in Amazing. Ireland Amazing. with yeah. Chef Beelan. He's going to be with us, taking us around. Yeah, it's like one-on-one with Chef Beelan. We're going to be eating. And then that night, we're going to be eating as his guests at his restaurant, his like Michelin star restaurant or five-star restaurant. It's just wow. a beautiful trip because that's what I want to do, you know, and I want people to have that experience. And it's not this luxury experience. We want to make it accessible to people. And again, however much dance experience or no dance experience that you may have, it's up to you how much you want to participate and how intense you want to do it. We're doing, um, we're also doing an Irish Kaylee. We did that at Vahans in the episode and we're going to be there dancing with them. And we're going to have, you know, private lessons beforehand. So you get a taste of what this is about. But the goal of this trip is not to become a professional Irish dancer or a professional Shannos dancer. It's about experiencing the place through the dance and music, just like I am. Again, I, I pick it. up things fairly quickly, so we'll we'll have a little more time. You won't have just five minutes to learn a routine. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. But no, I'm so excited about it. And I, quite honestly, this might be the first travel tour I've ever signed up for because I'm so much the, you know, oh, I can do that on my own or, yeah. you know, I, I have miles and points. I go wherever I want. I do this thing. I make my own. And I saw yours and I was like, well, there's a first for everything. Here we go. I am signing up because awesome. that is <laughs> I'm awesome. so excited about it. And it kind of kicks off my my DNA uh, travel adventures. I will return to Ireland later that year. But oh, great. I already have my tickets and everything like I am on it. I'm yes. I'm signed up. Are you I'm in going. the May or October? I'm in the May one. Yes. OK. I'm so excited. So, so I'm excited. beyond excited about that. Okay. So, you know, we're starting to wrap up, but I wanted to ask just to kind of, you know, we've talked about the different places you went on that, on that, um, for the season, for season three, mm-hmm. just, you've already mentioned what it felt like to be there, but can you say any final things about just DNA travel or heritage travel as an experience? Like what, what would you say to someone considering doing that? Would you say it was worth it? How did it really impact you internally and change you to do that kind of journey through your roots? A hundred percent. It was life-changing. It was life-changing. And I think for each person, that journey, you each have your own goal, you know? So I would say whatever you're searching for, seek it out. If, you know, again, I wasn't looking for living relatives. I have a whole town of Malazzi's that I can go to (laughs) in Minturno, Italy, which is where we filmed our pilot episode or our, our, our season one, episode one uh, episode. But just knowing, like I said before, knowing that somewhere in my my way, way past, someone who I'm related to had come or potentially danced or made music or even heard these rhythms before had such a profound inf- impact on me because I felt even more connected to these places and more connected to these rhythms that are really foreign to what I grew up with. And that made me feel so much more connected with the world, not just with myself, but with other people. And again, whatever your goals are, whether it's you want to find living relatives, you want to you want to go to places where you have ancestry there, where you can go see your great grandparents, you know, old homestead or farm or apartment or whatever that is, community, decide what you think you're seeking out and go for it. And you're going to unleash like so many other amazing discoveries, as you know, right? I mean, you started with one goal and then it just kind of 
ballooned into this beautiful discovery. And I think that's the cool part. There are so many now heritage tours, DNA tour operators. I think Airbnb partnered up with Ancestry.com or 23andMe, excuse me, and Ancestry.com partnered with another company. There's also a woman who she and I would speak at the New York Times Travel Show when it was still around was TravelYourTree.com. Her name is Lisa Vogel. She will help. She's a genealogist, so she can help do the research, but also create an itinerary based on what you're looking for. Again, do you want to do something like I did where you're just like, ah, okay, Scotland's on my DNA. Let's just go and explore Scotland. Or I know my family's name is from this little place in Poland. Let's go there. I think also worth mentioning, I didn't use this, but AfricanAncestry.com is an incredible product. Did you use that, Lisette? Um, I've been looking at it. I think if I'm right, that's the one, though, where I have to test this, the maternal side. I think both. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. I think I, have, I would have to have my... <laughs> it was confusing. <laughs> but yes, it's supposed to be very accurate. Yeah. There are two different ones, but it still was like the man had to do it. Like, I could have my dad do it. I think he could do it now that I know him. See, I did yeah. it before. Yeah. I could have him test. But it, then it comes back really accurate with, like, tribal groups and stuff like that. Yeah, not just the country in Africa, but the tribe. And they are doing, like, homecoming tours as well to bring people back. And it's just a beautiful, it's expensive, but it's a life-changing process. I know a lot of people who have done it and it's just just wonderful. Dr. Gina Page, who's one of the co-founders of the company, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And for anyone out there, it is life-changing. Travel is life-changing. Yep. Travel is life-changing. So if you have this extra sort of connection to a place rather than just, I like it because it's pretty or I like it because the food's great or I like it because the music or... This kind of touches you differently. It leaves an imprint on you of it's part of you. And I think it's just a beautiful way for self-discovery, but also traveling. It really is a special way to see the world. Yeah, travel with that deeper meaning and connection. So I also want to just thank you personally for having done that season about DNA travel, because I'm really doing something, you know, I'm going to be taking people along with me. I plan to audio record when places I go and just share about my experiences, both internal and external, going to the places where my ancestors are from, and also through an adoptee lens, which is like living, you know, 50 years of my life, not knowing a lot of it, and then yeah. knowing so much more now and how, you know, so this is truly going to be meaningful travel for me. But I, I look to your season, it's like, you know, I won't have all the visuals, but I look to it as inspiration. So thank Aww, you, you know, so much you. for doing that one. Yeah. So before we end, um, tell us a little bit about your new season coming out. Yeah. And also there was a season four in between there, but tell us, you know, just whatever you want about what's coming. Yeah. So season four briefly was uh, we f we were able to film Carnival in the Guadalupe Islands and then COVID hit. And so we decided we have enough content to make a beautiful two-part special. So that was our season four. It was a very truncated season, but absolutely beautiful. Carnival in Guadalupe is a really special celebration different from, you know, let's say crop over or carnival in Trinidad and Tobago, all of which are beautiful, but it was a really special time. And then season five, to be honest, I don't know when we're going to film internationally again. I just, I need to touch people and hug people and dance with them and sweat with them. And, you know, there is a lot of inequity in the vaccine rollout throughout the world. And so we decided 
let's go back to a New York season. Our season two was a New York based season. So it was traveling the world within the five boroughs of New York City. And the inspiration for that, too, was to feature immigrant communities because I come from an immigrant family, but also that's what New York means to me is going to all these amazing neighborhoods and dancing with all of these diverse people. New York isn't just Times Square, Broadway, New York City Ballet, the Rockettes, right? It is this glorious, beautiful pockets of neighborhoods and dance groups and musicians and, and, and beauty. So for season five, since we couldn't travel internationally, we thought it was right when the vaccines were starting to roll out when we decided this back in April. And I was like, New York's going to open up. This is going to be a magical time. This will be a short window of time. Let's hope. Well, we were hoping it would just open up and continue to open up. As we know, the Delta variant has sort of things are closing up again. But we were able to film from June until end of September, 12 new episodes of 12 different cultures that we haven't featured before from Little Caribbean out in Brooklyn, Little Sri Lanka and Staten Island. We did a whole hip hop episode in the Bronx. Uh, we do a Black Voices episode with Dance Theater of Harlem, Misty Copeland. Uh, we celebrate Juneteenth. Yeah, Misty Copeland's Misty in our episode. Misty Copeland, my face, my jaw just dropped. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she's a fan of the show and she started following us on Instagram. Like, yeah, wow. I, I, I lost my mind. I was just like, holy cow. And that was like, okay, we're doing something. If Misty Copeland knows what we do That's and amazing. is a fan. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. amazing. So we're also doing a reopening of stages. We Our last shoot was filming the reopening of Moulin Rouge, which ended up being uh, winning Tony for Best Musical this year, like two days later. Wow. So it's a beautiful new season. We've upped our production, the storytelling. I'm just so proud of all of it. And what else do we have in there? Oh, we do... Um, an Arab American episode. So I'm, we quote unquote, crash a Palestinian wedding. <laughs> wow. It's just really a Cuban American episode where I'm, I'm making music with Arturo Farrell and we're doing Orishas dancing and Yoruba. And it's just, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous because of the people that we are seeing. And it's also, a, it, it really is about this special time of New York this reawakening, this resurgence, this resiliency of the city. And I, as a New Yorker, like I love this city so much. And so I saw this as such a beautiful opportunity to not only do another season and highlight dance and music, but also show these are the people that are keeping this city alive. You know, these are artists, these are small businesses, a lot of women-owned businesses, Black-owned businesses, BIPOC businesses. These are people who have been working and, you know, fighting to keep their employees employed, a roof over everyone's head, feeding the people that they feed, their neighborhoods, their communities, and bringing joy to people. That is what we've realized is like, our show has always been about the arts are important, right? That's always been our message. And now more than ever, we show that that's true. People need dance and music to survive. People need space to be able to share that with each other. We're dancing Cuban salsa in Far Rockaway on the beach to be socially distant. And it's gorgeous. It is. And the joy. And it's like people are like some of these moments that we're filming are it's the first time that people are back together in person because they've been dancing virtually this whole time. So, I mean, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It's going to be a beautiful season. We're still in fundraising mode. You know, we finished production, but we're in post. And as a public television series, we have to raise all our own funding. So that's the brought to you in part by. So 
We do have a, a filmmakers collaborative campaign. If you feel so inspired to support our series, you can go to travelbarefeet.com and, and find the link to support our series. But it's all tax deductible donations. Um, and it, all of it goes to producing the show. And we're so grateful for everyone who has supported so far. We're grateful to our underwriters, the Ewan Foundation. The city of New York has given us some funding as well for MOM, which is the Mayor's Office of Media and Entertainment. But without that support, none of this would be possible. And we're just grateful that what's amazing is during COVID, students and teachers have been using bare feet for their virtual teaching and virtual learning. Um, which I was never expecting. That's great. It's beautiful. Wow. So we got to meet some of the kids that have been dancing with us virtually while they haven't been in school. And the teachers are just like, we've we've been using this for their dance classes, for their world cultures classes. And that's what fuels me to keep this show going. What also is these kids see themselves represented in the episodes of their cultures, of their neighborhoods you know, that are often overlooked in the media. So there's a higher mission to our show than just like, I'm going to go around and have a great time. It's really, especially meeting all of these wonderful people in person now, more so it's like, wow, we got to, we got to keep this going because it's touched people in a really special way that I never, never anticipated ever. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And also I'll add to that, just the inspiration of, you know, we're not tra able to travel as much. I mean, some people are still traveling and that's fine. And But I'm saying for a lot of people, there's this feeling of like, ah, I can't really travel. But just that idea that like, explore your backyard, you know, you can travel your own city. You can yeah. meet and connect with people because isn't that what travel is also so much about? And I think not only all the great, that great, you know, impact you're making by having kids being able to use your show, you know, during this time and all of that, and then bringing people together to do the, the show and they're seeing each other and they're dancing and they're performing, you know, all of that is amazing. But also, yeah, like what an inspiration. I know for me, I picked up for a bit roller dancing, roller skating, like so many people, right? But yeah. it was just all about like, oh, I can be outside. I can be in a community. We're blasting music. You know, we're like dancing. We got our masks on. We're on these skates. I'm trying to figure out how to skate and not kill myself. Yeah. You know, but it was just yeah, we, we can still do things. We can still explore and yeah. learn and be in community despite reoccurring potential lockdowns and, you know, all these things. So right. thank you for all the inspirations. I'll have Aww. links to everything in the show notes and where to donate, how to support, where to see it when it comes out and all that stuff. Thank so you. thanks again for joining me. It's been a true pleasure to have you on. Thank and you, Lisa. I, cannot I, wait I can't wait to dance with you in to Ireland. Dance this with be you so in Ireland. I know. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be together. So, oh, so fun. yeah. So I know we'll be in touch. We'll be dancing together. And just thank you again. Thanks, Lisette. Thanks for listening to the Globetrotter Lounge podcast. This episode was produced by my podcast manager, Marcy Page. Show notes and resource links can be found at jetsetlazette.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and tell your friends about the show. Thanks so much for tuning in and getting some travel inspiration. Remember, life is short, travel more. <laughs>